following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. We've been talking about being sent. We've been talking about being sent as ambassadors. I hope you buckle up because we're going to fly now. Um, We've been talking about being sent as ambassadors with an identity, with the agenda of the kingdom, not our own agenda, with the authority of the king, because we are carrying out the agenda of his kingdom. And last week we talked a little bit about being sent with a particular assignment, that we have unique assignments. We don't send all of the ambassadors to one place and a little cluster to reach this one little place. We send ambassadors all over, and that's what the kingdom of heaven does. And I think another aspect of our assignment is that we are assigned to not just a unique place, but I have become more and more aware that we are assigned to a unique time, that we need to recognize that we have been assigned to this time. Lucky us. And there are times as parents when we can look at what's going on in the world And we can feel like, oh oh no, what is this going to be like for our kids? And you know what it's going to be like? It's going to be great because they've been assigned to this time just like we've been assigned to this time. And so we've been sent not just to a place, but we've been sent to a time. And we have the, the equipping that we need for this time. And so I want us to be thinking about that as we think about being sent that we are in a unique and opportune time for us to carry out the work that the Lord has sent us to do. These are interesting days. I think we need to recognize it's been my kind of mode to go, yeah, 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 the church is going to do what the church has always done, and that is true. But we do need to recognize that these are unique days. There are things in the headlines that we thought we would never see in the headlines. There are things that are going on. Now, I won't go as so far, many people say, it's never been this bad. You don't, you can't say that. You can't read history and say it's never been this bad. It has been exactly this bad. And God has been so good in the midst of that bad in so many different situations. But we do need to recognize that we are in an urgent time. That there, are, there is an urgency, even as it relates to us being sent. We don't react to what's going on, but we do need to recognize that there is an urgency of this time because of some of the things that are going on. That there is an urgency. And so I want us to be able to respond rightly to, in the time that we are sent. And I believe one of the ways that we are to respond rightly in being sent is that there is an urgency for us to recognize that we are being sent. There is an urgency for us to go, whatever that looks like for us in our assignment, that there's an urgency. The urgency of this moment is real. And it's time for us to step into our assignments. We can't sit back and go, I'm just going to kind of do church as usual and do life as usual. There's an urgency. But we need to not just have urgency. (laughs) Because what I have seen, I've seen urgency, but when we have urgency alone, 
it actually begins to look a little bit like panic. So I have seen the urgency in some aspects of the movement of the body of Christ. And that urgency has kind of looked like panic because it focuses on the problem. There is an urgency that we can have when we see these different needs that are happening or these different places where, where it seems like darkness is prevailing and we get this urgency within us and then we respond with that urgency, but we can't respond with urgency alone because it causes us to react to the problem rather than respond to the solution. When we respond with urgency alone we, and we don't pair it with faith, because that's, that is the response of the hour, urgency and faith. And when we respond with urgency alone, we are moved by the problem. We are not moved by the solution. I don't want to be more moved by the problem than I am by the solution. When we respond with urgency and not coupled with faith, we are more um, aware of the problem than we are aware of the solution. And so I believe that there's a call to the church to recognize the urgency of us being sent, but realize that we are being sent with a faith and with a kingdom that already has the solution for the problem that we feel the urgency for. We need to remember that we are an advancing kingdom, not a reacting kingdom. And so I, I believe that the Lord's calling us to this urgency combined with faith. Urgency acknowledges that there's a crisis, that there's a problem, that something needs to be done. But faith knows that we have, that what we have is far bigger than the problem. That we have a solution to the problem. It's already been prepared. It's already been provided. Faith knows that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And so I can have the urgency, maybe let's, let's take it down from this world stage to your own individual life. Maybe you have a crisis in your life right now. You have a problem in your life. And there is an urgency in you that goes, I have to respond to this problem. Don't respond in urgency without faith. Because faith will help you to know where the solution actually comes from. And faith will allow you to act and know that we have a solution to this. Faith lives from that revelation of a victorious, overcoming church that for 2,000 years, more than 2,000 years now, for more than 2,000 years has been overcoming and seen whole nations transformed in the midst of a crisis and a problem. Faith allows us to connect to that reality and that truth. Faith sees the problem and knows that our assignment is to bring the remedy and that we have the remedy, that we have the solution to that. On the other side of that, we can't just respond by faith alone. And by faith alone, I mean by this kind of feeling of like, well, Jesus is on the throne, everything's going to be okay. We can't just stay in that place that goes, well, you know, he's coming back. Let's just see if we can hang on until he gets here. And so when we respond, I don't even want to call it with faith alone, but with optimism alone. <laughs> when we respond with Christian optimism 
and not urgency, we don't step into the assignment that God's called us to. We don't step into the being sent. We just kind of hunker down and hope that it's, we'll, just, we'll just be okay here until Jesus comes. And so I believe we need to wake up to an urgency, but it has to come with a faith that knows we are an advancing kingdom that has a solution for this problem. And that's, that's how we're being sent in our assignment. Urgency without faith looks like panic. Faith or optimism without that urgency of knowing that we're called and we're sent looks like complacency. It looks like, oh well, good riddance, they'll, they'll have to figure it out. We have solutions to the brokenness that's going on in the world. The church has an assignment to bring wholeness to broken places. And so I believe he's stirring in us this pairing of urgency and faith. That something's rising up in us that says, I am sent to that. And I have a solution that's bigger than that. Amen? And so how do we respond rightly in this? And this is the word I believe that the Lord gave us as it relates to being sent and being senders. um, That when we look at, I'm going to take about 10 extra minutes. If you need to go, please go. But I'm, I'm going to, I just want to bring this, this piece. So if we look at Acts chapter 1, verse 4, I really believe that the Lord, because I've been hanging out in Acts lately. I've seen a ton of stuff in Acts I haven't seen before. It explains so much. But I believe that the Lord is calling us as a body to this response. In Acts chapter 13, verse 1, Now there were at Antioch in the church that there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who is also called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manaen, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were ministering to the Lord, or while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there they sailed to Cyprus. I believe that there's just a ton of stuff for our time right now in those four verses. And I want to start with this beginning statement. Now there were at Antioch in the church, there were prophets and teachers. This is a... Um, an interesting statement given the unique history of the church and their ability to coexist together, the prophets and the teachers. If we look over church history, it feels like there's this, this kind of wrestle when we think about prophets and teachers. We think oftentimes we divide that and we say, well, that's spirit and that's word. Or that's spirit and that's truth. That's and solid. And there's this division that's happened in the body of Christ around this thing, which is ridiculous and completely unbiblical. But I think that we are in a unique season. I've never read that. I mean, I've read it, but I never noticed before. I think we're in a unique season 
of spirit and word. We are in a unique season where the marriage of spirit and word, the way that it's meant to be, is going to function in this body and in the body. But we get to help lead the way in that. We have always been a spirit and a word church. And I feel like the Lord is helping us to step into a new expression of that and a new embracing of that and what that looks like. That there is something powerful about the, the coming together of the prophets and the teachers. I think especially when we think about what was going on in Acts at that time, it was a time of harvest. It was a time of new believers coming into the body. It is important in times of harvest to have prophets and teachers in a unique way. And so I believe that that profound statement is an affirmation of us to be able to continue to foster what the Lord's doing in that. That we are always going to look for the fullness of the Spirit and the Word. There are times when I have said, and I've been wrong, hopefully I haven't said it up here much, maybe I have, but there's times when I have said that the Lord is bringing a balance to us. That, you know, we can have an emphasis that's focused on spirit and prophetic, and he's bringing a balance to us that is completely not biblical. There's no no balance or tension between the spirit of truth and the word of truth. And so instead, what he's helped me to see, I'm not bringing a balance. I'm bringing the fullness of both things. I want all of it. And that's what's unique about the church in Antioch is they're saying we wanted all of it. And that's what we're going to foster here. That's what we already are fostering here. But I feel like there's an intention that the Lord's helping us to step into. And it's not... It's not a a balance. Do you know what that means? That means one has to decrease for the other to increase. I'm not having that. We want the fullness of both. Of the, the being able to move and flow in the spirit and for the word to be be a structure and a steadfastness for us as a body. Amen? The other thing that we see is here's what they were doing. So this is after, this is after they were, um, several years have gone by. Did you know the book of Acts didn't take place in like two weeks? <laughs> that is so great. This is actually, several years have gone by and they're ministering and this is after they had already begun to have martyrs. Stephen had been martyred and they'd been imprisoned and, and so they're, they're in a crisis, really. It's hitting the fan for believers and for the body of Christ. And so what is their response? In fact, the only reason they were in Antioch is because they were fleeing persecution. So what is their response? Well, they came up with a really good strategy of how to infiltrate in the under... No, they didn't. Here's their response. They gathered together and they worshiped the Lord and they fasted and they prayed. And I believe, if, for those of you who were not here yesterday, we will have the, the teaching available online because it just speaks to this. The strategy of heaven right now in response to everything that's going on is we're going to worship. 
we're going to focus on who God is. We're going to come to, without an agenda. How many times do we come together? Yeah, we're worshiping, but we're worshiping in this urgency of what's going on out there. We're worshiping because we just hope somehow something, no, we're just going to worship. We're going to come and we're going to focus on the solution. And then from that place, he's going to send us out. Last week I said something like, our work is fueled by our worship. I'm not interested in any work that I step into that doesn't come from a revelation of the knowledge of who he is and how great he is. That's how we pair urgency and faith. And so they came together and they worshipped. Action that comes from worship carries with it humility and confidence. Action that comes up, why? Why humility? Because we just spent an hour declaring that he is God and we are not. And that we are, we spent an hour bowing down to who he is and, and submitting our will to his will. And it allows our action to come out of humility. And then it also brings a confidence because we remember who he is and how mighty he is and the works that he's done and the fact that he created just out of his voice. He created everything that we see around us. And we focus on that. And all everything that comes out of worship, our action that comes out of worship, carries with it this humility and this confidence that's submitted to the will of the one who has sent us as ambassadors with an agenda and an authority and a particular assignment. Action that comes not out of that, action that comes out of duty, action that comes out of fear or need or driven by, oh, what's going to happen, carries with it an arrogance and a fear and a lack of confidence. And so we want to have all of our action come out of this. And it's not like, sometimes we think about that, we think about, yeah, we come to worship, and we think of it like, how many of you have seen The Sound of Music? And Julie Andrews has her song about all my favorite things. Rain drops on roses and whispers on kittens. No, whiskers. On kittens, <laughs> not whiskers. And then she says, you know, when the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad. And then she thinks of all her favorite things, and then it doesn't seem so bad. And sometimes we treat worship like that. We treat worship like the Julie Andrews song. Oh, I feel so much better. I sang these songs. It's not just that. There is a power and a presence that is released through our worship. It's not just to put us in a better mood. Like, oh, I'm just going to think of all the happy things and all the bad things. No, there's actually a power and a presence to stop the bite of the dog and the sting of the bee that comes out of the worship. And so we need to recognize the power that's in that worship. I'm not interested in creating any strategy or moving in any way that's created out of anything other than looking at the solution. That's where we're going to move from and that's where we're going to be sent from. Finally, the Holy Spirit, so what happens is they gather, they worship, and they pray, and the Holy Spirit breaks in and says, here's what you do. Here's what you do. They take, 
we, we commission and we send, but you are actually sent by the Holy Spirit. Don't ever go anywhere because I told you to. Ever. Unless Holy Spirit also said. Do go to the prayer thing on September 30th. No, I'm just kidding. Because I do think that's going to be really powerful. But I'm just saying, we, we commission what Holy Spirit is already sending and that comes out of gathering together in worship. That comes out of gathering, and we begin to see what's coming alive in you, and, and what is the Lord doing in you, and you go, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit's sending me here. We go, great, and we get behind that, and we send you. That's why we need the body. There's times when we can say, well, our focus needs to be out there, and we need to be outside the walls. Absolutely. But we gather so that we can focus on the solution maker, and who he is, and then the Holy Spirit can speak to us, and then we get sent out from that place. We can't. That's why it says, don't forsake the gathering. Not just because you need to sing raindrops on roses, but because there is a power that comes when we gather together and we focus on who he is in worship, and then the Holy Spirit sends us. When we immerse our community in the Spirit and the Word, and when we immerse ourselves in the presence of God through worship, then our commissioning and our assignments are not human-led, they are spirit-led. That is the DNA and the mark of this church, <laughs> that we want to see you be spirit-led in the walking out of the plan and purpose of God in your life. And then we're going to do everything we can to provide an atmosphere where the presence of God can lead us. And can empower us. We, we read these stories in Acts and they're watching one another be stoned and imprisoned and, and all of this. And, and then they get together and then they go out again. Why? And it's not, and part of me goes, wow, they were made of stronger stuff than we were. Or, you know, wow, they were tougher than we were. No, they were more empowered than we were. Because they stuck to a very simple philosophy. They stuck to the same philosophy that allowed the pouring of the Holy Spirit in the first place. What do we do? Oh, they're killing people now. What do we do? We gather, we worship and pray, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, and then we obey what he says to do. Yeah. That's what we're doing here on a Sunday morning. Or in your small groups or whatever. We are in Antioch. I believe he's placed us as an Antioch. I believe this region is an Antioch. But that there is a sending anointing that sends, not from a place of duty, not from a place of, oh no, there's a need, we better come up with a solution. But we send from a place that recognizes the supremacy of our God. And we focus on that. I want to, if I'm looking at my day, I need to make sure that I have a larger percentage of focus and time on the solution than I do on the problems. So what does that mean if you have a lot of problems? You're going to need a little more time focusing on the solution. You're going to need a little more time in worship. Amen? Amen. I don't know how to land us. Stand and we'll pray. So, Lord, we thank you that you have created in us 
You have made us to be a body that is marked by the fullness of your spirit and the fullness of your word. You have made us to be a body that is marked by worship and prayer. And God, we ask that we would see an increase of your presence. We would see an increase of your presence just because of where we're looking, just because of what we're focusing on. God, I ask that you would forgive us for the places where we've made it so much more complicated. But God, we just choose to return to the model of gather and worship and pray and hear from the Holy Spirit and then obey and prefer that voice. God, we just ask that you would release an impartation for us to walk in that in a fresh way. You would let anything else that is going to hinder us from just walking in that fall away. God, we ask that we would have ascending every single week. We're not just checking a box here. We are coming and looking at the solution maker. (laughs) And then we are being led of the Spirit. I pray right now even that you would give insight and anointing and wisdom and discernment for each of the assignments that you have people on this week. That as they behold you and they look at you and the way that you are bringing wholeness to the world, that they would have uh, new strategies that are birthed by the Holy Spirit. God, we pray that this would be an Antioch church that we would send hundreds into the community and into various spheres and into the nations, God. Not with our own ideas, but by the sending of the Holy Spirit. We affirm the commissioning of the Holy Spirit in each one of these that you have assigned. God, we just give you, uh, we give you permission <laughs> to hold our focus and to hold our gaze on who you are. And we know that everything else that we want to see will come out of that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.